Ineffable Holiday, 2020, a Good Omens fan fiction, written by Ineffable Toreshi, read aloud by Sky Asimaru. If you enjoy this podfic, you can check out the original story on Archive of Our Own. If you would like to hear more of my recordings or see some of my own work, you can find me through the pen and screen name of Sky Asimaru. Ineffable Holiday 2020 Chapter 18 Wine Summary An angel and a demon drink quite a bit of wine, and a sexy drunken challenge is issued. When Crowley had seen the cottage for the first time, on Christmas Eve the previous year, he had been absolutely blown away by how positively perfect it was. His angel had truly gone above and beyond, not only choosing a beautiful home in a lovely location, with a garden that would keep any demon plenty busy, but he had also done everything in his power to make the cottage truly, completely theirs. It had aspects of both of them in every room, each nook and cranny, and even some places that were hidden to curious eyes. One such place hadn't come standard with the cottage, but had in fact been miracled there by a seraphel, much to Crowley's intense delight. It was a cellar, the door to which was hidden behind a bookshelf that would easily move with the snap of celestial fingers, and it was full nearly to bursting with an astounding variety of alcohol. Crowley and Aziraphel had their own sections in the cellar, the demons stacked with a wide selection of rums and whiskies, the angels with fine cognac and liqueurs, but between them was a dizzying collection of wine, which the two had been enjoying together since humans first worked out how to concoct such a thing. It was the wine that they had gotten into on this particular night, and it was the wine that was to blame for most of what was about to occur. For you see, while Crowley and Aziraphale had been consuming vast quantities of alcohol since the birth of alcohol, neither had ever been particularly fond of the idea of developing a tolerance to such, and so they hadn't. Thus, on this night, the angel and the demon were sat on their sofa, a table full of empty bottles in front of them, slouching against one another and giggling like fools, as Christmas specials played on the television across from them. The special they were currently paying only a passing sense of attention to was some kind of feel-good romantic comedy, and at that moment featured a shy but enthusiastic young woman attempting to pull off a sexy striptease for her beau. Oh, the poor dear, Aziraphale giggled waving his wine glass toward the screen with a flourish that should have had the liquid spilling all over the room. She looks about ready to combust. Her cheeks are so red. Crowley made a sound that possibly began life as a raspberry, but ended it as a snort. Pshah! he hissed, stretching his whole body as he spoke. She just needs confidence. It's all about believing that you're hot. Barely a beat went by, and then Aziraphale twisted his head in a way that had Crowley slipping and landing in his lap, looking up at him with a little oof of surprise. The angel grinned down at him and waved his wine glass toward the center of the room. Go on, then, 
he teased. Show me how it's really done. And whether the angel had been serious or simply teasing, it certainly didn't matter, because Crowley was definitely not one to back down from a challenge. Kai, I will, he announced, flailing gracelessly to his feet. He deposited his wine glass somewhere in the vague vicinity of the table. It found its way in the end, and snapped his fingers, muting the television and producing instead a musical track that was more suited for softcore pornography than anything else. Aziraphale snorted at the choice of accompaniment, hand lifting to his mouth in an attempt to stifle it. He failed, but when Crowley took up his spot in the middle of the room and shot him a heated look, the angel recovered himself and watched silently, intrigued. He was, of course, still grinning like a fool, because who wouldn't be? To start, Crowley wasn't really wearing enough articles of clothing to perform a proper striptease, but in the moment he either didn't notice or didn't care. Instead, he began wiggling his hips to the music, a sinuous side-to-side -side slither that was no less delicious for the hint of a drunken sway mixed in. He concentrated hard, focusing to keep his gaze glued on the angels, and began to slowly trail the tips of his fingers up his body. When he reached his shoulders, he lifted his hands over his head, interlinking his fingers for a few moments while he wiggled and writhed, before working them into his hair, yanking the elastic free so that red waves tumbled down around his ears. On the sofa, Aziraphale sat and watched, wrapped, throat gone a little dry. A little, ooh, escaped him, and his wine glass found its way onto the table next to Crowley's before he could drop it. Long, delicate-looking fingers trailed feather light down the demon's throat, over his Adam's apple, down to the first button on his shirt. He made no attempt to manipulate the buttons, but as his fingers passed, they popped, one by one, until the shirt fell open, revealing the slim expanse of flesh beneath. With a rather fancy twirl that was interrupted only momentarily by an intoxicated stumble, the shirt went sailing across the room, leaving the demon's gloriously sinuous torso bare. Aziraphale swallowed hard. His cheeks felt rather hot, his trousers rather snug. Crowley continued his dance, one that would be rightly described as an upright slither, turning in a slow, teasing circle as his thumbs hooked beneath his trousers. While his back was turned to the angel, the button and zipper became miraculously open, and suddenly the fabric was slipping down his hips and thighs much more easily than the skin-tight fabric normally would have. He nearly tripped trying to step out of his trousers as they dropped to the floor, but the wide-eyed and quite clearly aroused angel didn't even seem to notice. So, with a grin that would have been predatory had he not been quite so drunk, Crowley swayed his way forward until he was standing between Aziraphale's knees. Then, the coup de grace, he turned his back on the angel and oh so slowly, bent in half until his fingers brushed his ankles and his arse was well and truly in his husband's face. After that, well, 
things became hazy in the best possible way. Crowley recalled powerful hands on his hips, yanking him around until his chest was pressed over the back of the sofa, nails dragging down his back, teeth at his shoulder, heavy breathing, desperate panting, pressure, fullness, delicious fucking fullness, screaming and swearing and keening and... Sometime just before midnight, Crowley found himself sprawled atop his angel, who was himself sprawled across the sofa, neither of them with a stitch on, but delightfully sweat-slicked, and still more than a little bit on the tipsy side. He was delightfully sore and a bit sticky, and there was an entirely different movie on the television than the one they'd been watching before. He might be forgiven, therefore, for lifting his head and gazing at his angel with an astoundingly cocky grin on his face, and pronouncing, "'Told you it was bad confidence.' But then, the angel might also be forgiven for smirking right back and responding, "'Oh, I expect it was about a bit more than that, love.'" Thank you for reading. Happy holidays, everyone! Please drop by the archive and let the author know what you thought of their work.